0: Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast I'm your host Stuart Butler, joined today with Pete DeMere Hello And Philip Fariska Hey everybody And Misha Bakikio.
1: Hello, I'm so happy to be back
0: That sounded really insincere
1: No, I am happy to be back I mean I'd rather be still in Clemson drinking beer and watching football But this is fine too okay
0: well good I feel like it's episode 31 and by now people should get to know us a little bit better yeah. so, so I think we should all tell them like our middle names or something interesting about us yeah middle name social mother's maiden name let's yeah. go right <laughs> <laughs> for
2: it. blood type first yeah. pet's name
1: Watson yeah. and Gatsby you can shot. know that yeah. two pets I have two pets
0: alright I'm just kidding people don't care but <laughs> they do care about link building which is what we're going to talk about today and how to build and earn links for your website. There's obviously a lot of important reasons that we'll go into about that. But before
3: we do, let's talk about what's going on in the news, Pete. Sure. Well, the first news item we have is on business travel news, and it's titled, What Trump's Presidency Could Mean for Corporate Travel. It's an interesting article that kind of goes into the intricacies of Trump obviously taking the White House this week. If you're listening to this, maybe it was last week by the time you're hearing it. I
0: hope no one had it on DVR. Like I was waiting to see the results. Oh, spo- <laughs> oh, spoiler alert! <spoiler! laughs> yeah. so that's a good point. So everyone
3: earmuffs if you didn't know that. We'll put a note like in the show notes, like spoiler. Spoiler alert! alert. Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, well, one thing y'all, I won't say who it was, but the new president is the first hotelier to be in the White House. Ooh. So that's a clue for you, everybody. It's interesting from a hotel and travel market because you know what does that mean for the state of the travel industry where you have a president who is so ingrained over so many years of his life in driving heads and beds? So I think this is going to be interesting to see. And the article goes into some of the specifics that they see you know, could be impacted. First of all, the positive is he obviously was in the hotel business for years and years and knows it very well. Some of the things that could be a detraction are his stance on China and also some of his immigration policies. How will that affect not only corporate travel, but international travel and, honestly, leisure travel as well? So it's a good article. I'd say everyone take a look at it. It is on Business Travel News and linked in the podcast notes.
0: You know, I really feel like on on Wednesday morning when everyone woke up, the first thing that came to everyone's mind was, how is this election result going to impact the travel industry?
3: I, th- I think so. I heard CNN spent a lot of time yeah. I mean, I've read a lot about, about it on ADR.
1: Facebook. Yeah.
0: This this to me, this article, it was actually a well written article and they you know, they talked about some good points. Um, but this is news at its very best, right? They, they they're taking a really hot topic and they're trying to make it about what they usually write about. It's we did a whole episode in the podcast about newsjacking in the past and we we did it when Pokemon Go was Mm -hmm. So wait, do you still
1: want me to do that article on what the election means for your hotel marketing?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right after you do a mannequin challenge. (laughs) Okay. I do. It's it's clear that Business Travel News listens to our podcast. Yeah. And they that's how they got the idea of newsjacking.
0: But we'll link to it in the show notes. Um, It's pretty good. Uh, What's next?
1: So I have an article from T News that summarizes a survey that was done by the American Hotel and Lodging Association. They surveyed. 8,000 hotels across the United States, um, really trying to understand what steps they were taking to enhance their guest acquisition and services by using different types of technology. So the summary is really brief and it links out to the full survey if you wanted to take a look at that, but just some of the the key findings from this um, were that hotels are actually using social media for marketing purposes less. So last year, 93% were using social for marketing. It's fallen to about 87%, which I found was kind of interesting since social's just been something we've talked about so much. A few of the other ones that I found were interesting was that the number of hotels charging for in-room Wi-Fi has fallen up from 11% to just 9%, which that's been another hot topic in our industry is just that people really want that free, high-quality internet. And then, About two-thirds of properties offer check-in via a mobile device, but a majority of those are still the really large chain hotels, so it's not as big of um, something being used in the smaller boutique hotels. So definitely check out this article um, for all the details, but it has some really good stats in there for you to look at.
0: Neat. All right, what's next?
2: The last news item we have for the day is um, Marriott introducing um, their health-conscious rooms, Uh, So for an extra $30 a night, Marriott's new Stay Well Rooms offer air purifiers, organic mattresses, antimicrobial countertops, circadian mood lighting, vitamin C infused showers and all that fun stuff. Um, Really just kind of promotional, but this kind of leads us into what we're talking about today, link building. Um, Marriott offering this doesn't really cost them a ton of money and it offers them an opportunity to get noticed by people who are very into this wellness lifestyle and and they run websites if you know blogs what have you and they talk about wellness they're going to include this new Marriott $30 a night stay well program they're going to link to Marriott properties and it's just another way for Marriott to start building links so
3: it's interesting how much they're actually charging for that because you know in some markets $30 could be the base value of a you know, a room. Obviously these are not in, you know, roadside ends and they're pretty you know high end properties, but it's definitely interesting. I didn't even know oh, that Oh, you about.
2: also get the, the stay well app which takes you through meditation practices and things oh, really? like that also. So it's it's not just the vitamin C infused shower.
0: Pack. I didn't know the
3: vitamin C infused shower was important.
0: And really you can't put a price on vitamin C infused showers. So thirty dollars when That's you think true. about it's it. It's reasonable. It's a bargain.
1: Well, I think health and wellness is such a growing segment in our travel trends study last year that we put together, that was one of the huge segments that we discussed. And we have Melissa who's on the podcast as well. She's really into health and wellness. So I mean, I think it is a huge segment that's growing. And I think it was really smart of them to kind of hop on this train now and test it out, not only just to better serve their clients, of course, but also to perhaps take advantage of some link building opportunities and be kind of the first in the market to start offering these. Yeah, and if you look
0: at Marriott over the last several months or years even, They've been jumping on a lot of bandwagons. That they really have targeted niche groups of growing segments. And every time they do, whether it's millennials or whether it's health and wellness, whatever it is, every time they get a ton of press. So I almost feel like this is this is as much part of their PR strategy as it is as much as their direct marketing strategy, you know. So uh, which kind of leads us nicely, like Phil said, into today's subject, which is link building. And link building um, as is something that most people think of as a tactic in SEO, SEO being search engine optimization. And we know that uh, links are very important when it comes to SEO. Pete will explain that in a minute. But we, we see links as not only great from an SEO perspective, but links are also great from an exposure perspective. So what what is link building and what are links? So when, what we're really talking about is when another website somewhere on the internet has a link to your website, and there's some context in that link. They're saying to their constituents or their readers of their website, this other website, this hotel site, has some value that I would like to share with you. And it sends a link to it, right? That, that's what we're really talking about when we're talking about inbound links. Now, um, Pete, you wanna explain why this is important?
3: Yeah, the, the search engines can index the content on your site, they have to find the content, and then they have to have some way of making that content relevant to the world you know, around you, or at least around the website. And they do that primarily by using links. Links are the primary ra- ranking factors you know, for sites on the web via Google and any other search engine. And it's really important, to put it in terms of the election season we're in right now, if you think every link to your site is a vote that your site is good. Now you have links from you know small little you know mom blogs or little you know small travel you know groups. Those are good links. Those are nice, you know, thumbs up, good votes. As your sites that link to you become bigger and bigger, those votes start to carry more weight. So if you have a link, you know, say from T News to your hotel website, that's gonna carry a lot more value than a link from someone's travel blog. So that's really why it becomes so important that you obviously seek out good quality links. You work on building them and you work on building that neighborhood around your site. Uh, And it's not just necessarily people linking to your site. It's also important that the sites that are linking to you are of a similar topic to as, as you. So if you are a hotel, having a travel related site linked to you is very important. We actually have a really interesting study where, or a case study should I say, where we had a client who had a great piece of content written about sushi. They have nothing to do with sushi other than they're in a destination where there's some popular sushi restaurants. What happened was a lot of different sushi sites started linking to this article. People started visiting it, and that article became very, very popular. It was the most important or most visited site or page on the entire site. That actually hurt their rankings because Google started seeing this site, not a restaurant, not a food site, as being very related to that food category. And it hurt them in their primary target of you know travel, tourism. So that's one thing to look out there for, is making sure that you, the links that you get are on a related topic. Yeah, it doesn't
0: necessarily have to be the whole site that's related to travel, right? Because if you get a, a link from, say, your local newspaper or regional or national newspaper that's a good link if it's in context. If the article that they're writing about is around the subject, is around travel. And in, in one of the important parts is not just the fact that they link to you, but how they link to you in, in the anchor text. So the actual display text that is included when they link. That, I mean, you want to talk about that, Misha, about how important that is?
1: Sure. So the anchor text is essentially the text that is actually being linked out to your website. So when you're looking at different articles, you might see um, something that just says website, and then it links to your website. You really don't want to have super generic, just all the same phrase anchor text. Yeah, like
0: click here is when we see a lot. Yeah, of that.
1: or you know, hotel website, really kind of generic stuff. It's really better if you have control over this to have a really diverse and relevant anchor text profile. So that might be um, if you're in a destination. You know Myrtle Beach hotels or Fort Lauderdale hotels or um, you know Beachside boutique in Folly Beach something that's relevant to your destination or whatever niche that you're serving and it doesn't need to be the same it needs to be you know a little bit different a little bit nuanced it's totally fine to have some brand mentions in there as well just to solidify your brand you're gonna run into
2: a lot of brand mentions that's what a lot of people are talking about when they're linking to you so that's totally fine have your brand name be the anchor text but it helps when you work in some things like oh, Hotel with Lazy River, and that's the whole anchor text linking to your site. Those those type of things, they
0: help. Right, because when Google's indexing you, they look at not just the keywords in the content on your page, but they look at the keywords in that anchor text as well, and they look at the, the, the density of those and the spread of those as well. So I don't want to get too technical in, in this mm-hmm. episode for sure, but it, just think about making it look natural and relevant when you're trying to figure out what that anchor text is. So let's talk about what what do you, your hotel, what does it need in order to earn good links?
1: So in order to start thinking about link building, you really wanna take a few steps back and make sure that your website is actually prepared to do this. So first and foremost, have a good, up-to-date, mobile-friendly website. People aren't going to naturally link to you if your website is not responsive or it just has a terrible user experience and it's just, People aren't gonna to link to you. So if you start building websites to this, start building links to this website that is terrible, it's going to look really shady to Google. Gonna make so, a
0: callback to last week. This is 2016. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a mobile yes. website. Okay, carry on.
1: So this will establish trust and authority not only to Google. It says this is a legitimate website. People would naturally link to this, but also to the people when they get there. And the same thing with their positive user experience. If people are clicking on a link going to your website. Maybe they'll actually do something besides just bounce off that page, which would be the ultimate goal. The second thing that you definitely want to have is high quality, useful, and unique content. So a lot of links that are being built or that you are earning are going to go to your homepage. That's totally fine. But to really take this up a notch, you're going to want to really diversify the content on your site. So this could be by having a blog and spending a lot of time writing really unique things about your destination or about why you're different. This could be building a resource that is unique to your property. So perhaps a travel planning tool. This could be... um, research or case studies, if you happen to have insight on your particular travel segment or something that might not appeal to your guests, but something that's useful in your industry, Um, offering really unique packages or deals. Let's say you have, for example, um, a discount for teachers or for military. That could be something that's unique about you. People need something of value to link to, so give that to them. And the more value you can provide, the more links that you'll be able to earn with that.
0: Yeah, and I always think about it as, do you deserve that link? Uh, You know, we talk about earn instead of building links a lot, and and it's a big distinction. Because if someone doesn't deserve that link, then you can do all the trickery in the world, but you're not going to gain enough links to to matter, right? So build something that's relevant, that's useful, that's helpful for people. And and it's going to do half the battle for you because you're going to get natural links to you, which is really what Google's looking for, is that natural, authentic link.
3: And just like everything else that Google looks at, if you have links out there that, you know, may look very compelling on the other site and they click to you, they see that you're not relevant and the information is not applicable to what they're trying to do, they're going to bounce off and leave. And that's one of those other signals that Google looks at, just like on the search results page, if they click you, they don't like what they see and they come right back, you know, that's a sign to Google that you may have a link, but you're not fulfilling that customer's desire once they click it
0: yeah, and if you're really struggling on the content side because it is one of the things that people have a hard time with we did a whole episode on creating amazing content it was episode 25 so if you haven't listened to every episode of this or if you want to refresh or go back to our, our list of podcasts and click on episode 25 if you go to fueltravel.com slash podcast you'll see the list there or you can on iTunes wherever it is but yeah episode 25 was how to create amazing content so it's worth checking out
1: The last thing that you really want to keep in mind when you are looking at generating more links for your website is just to have patience and time and energy to dedicate to this. This is really not something that's going to happen overnight and you're magically just going to wake up with tens of thousands or hundreds or tens of links. It's really It takes a lot of thought and a lot of time and consideration and I think Phil is going to dive into and Pete are going to dive into some of the process a little bit more. But just set those expectations, be realistic, and really take the time to think out your process.
2: Yeah, so the process really starts with research. Um, you want to define your, your goals and your targets that you have for link building. So really, you know, one of the first things you want to look at is what pages are you trying to build links to? What's most important to you? A lot of times for hotels, that, that'll be the homepage. But like you said, if you have a resource, like a travel guide, you're going to try to build links to that. And, and then you ask yourself, who's going to naturally link to something like that? If it's a travel guide, it would probably be other travel sites in the area or travel sites out of your area sending people to you. So those type of places are who, who would link to you naturally. So make a list of those people and, and be realistic. I mean, if you're a tiny property in the middle of nowhere with 20 rooms, you're probably not going to get a, a link from you know Yahoo Travel. It uh, just might not happen for you. So just be realistic on, on what you're, what you're trying to get. Um, And like I mentioned earlier, have lists, so compile your list, gather your information and and make this contact information. So keep it real simple, keep it organized in a Google Doc, um, but you'll want to find sites that will link to you, who the people are that you can contact who run that site, who would be able to give you a link, marketing or web development, those are the type of people you want to gather contact information for. Yeah, and it's a process,
0: right? It's just like if, if you've ever done sales. Like you, you have to go and find these people and then you organize their information and then you, then you start the outreach, but you have to be disciplined and you you can't jump ahead. You have to do it step by step. So then, I mean, the next part is building that relationship. Right. And, and like I said, so once you have your list of people, that's, that's when you start the outreach, you start
2: the hi, you know, like just, just a hello. You don't jump right in and say, hi, I'm Stuart. Can I have a link? You know, that's just not how that works. Just. You know, make a relationship, get involved with these people, follow them, you know, on, on Twitter, on, on Facebook, wherever. Just get to know them. It's Fine. a dinner party. Yeah. I mean,
3: when people are like what you have, you're helping them, they're gonna be more likely to turn around and then help you back. So the best way to build links, you know, in that relationship phase, is to help other people. You know, give, 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 give. And once you've given so much, when you ask for something in return, or typically you don't even have to ask for it, they're just going to say, hey, this person's really helpful or this site is great. They're going to be pushing links to you, which is really what you want them to do in that space. Right, yeah,
0: I agree. I feel like links is a byproduct of good behavior, right? So you don't go out and be nice and friendly and helpful to people to get links, but you get links because you go out and you're nice and friendly and helpful to people. So yeah,
3: Gary Vaynerchuk is a good example of someone who does that constantly. Mm-hmm. Constantly, how can I help you? How can I help you? What can I do for you? And in return, you know, he's built a you know, massive, you know, business and brand around himself by just being helpful, being out there, and he's gotten all the links he's gotten because he's good to others.
0: Yeah, I mean this is we live in a culture that, you know, especially on the internet where people are very accepting of each other, they 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 want to help each other, there's a lot of genuine shared economy kind of stuff going on. So if you if you're just someone out there that speaks your mind, that is genuinely helpful, that that actually you know, help goes out looking for people that need help. You're going to build relationships that are going to, in the end, pay off in the form of links. Again, that's not why you do it. You do it because that's the right thing to do. It just happens to yield links at the end of it.
2: Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna perform that outreach. You're gonna make those relationships, and and you're gonna get some links. But just be sure you're constantly monitoring your backlinks and track and monitor your results. So you know who's who's giving you links, where they're coming from, and and how that may affect your hotel's ranking and traffic and and all that fun stuff in the future.
1: So there's really four different categories that links can fall into. The first of which is content creation and promotion. And we touched on this a little bit earlier by having either that really great planning resource or the blog that you can curate content from, whatever it might be, you're creating this content. And then the second half of that is promoting the content so that people will know that it's available, they'll know it's out there, and they'll be more likely to find it and link to it. So that's one of the ways. The second way is submissions. So directories have kind of gone through an SEO evolution where was a really popular thing and then people started abusing it and it became frowned upon. And now that we're back in 2016, submissions are still a legitimate source for links. You just need to be sure you're not being spammy about it, that you're submitting it to legitimate directories, things that are in your local area. DMoz is a popular one that's still used. Um, even, like, local chamber sites, local travel sites, those type of directories, that, the legitimate, not spammy ones. And,
0: and stuff like Yelp, right? Making sure, like, the big ones, make sure that you're consistent in the URL. Like, maybe you have one or two URLs or you've changed your URL over the years. You want to make sure that the link and the address and the phone numbers, all that stuff is consistent across all those directories. Because, remember, links aren't just for Google. They're also for people to find your property, so, especially on directories, it's really important that you go out and submit to as many as possible. A lot of them no follow, which means, and that's just Google's uh, signal to say, don't give any link credit to this in your algorithm, but you're still getting eyeballs that come to your site from that link, so it's still valuable.
1: Yeah, and I think we'll perhaps go into the no follow conversation in a little bit, but with the submissions um, specifically, there are tools and software that you can use to automate some of this and link building as a whole. Um, there are some tools out there that can help you with. Just on a smaller scale, it's a perfectly fine process to do manually, but I just wanna throw that out there. But even with the submissions, there are some tools that can help you identify where all your listings are, what the inconsistencies are, and for you know even a paid price, they can help you update those. So just keep that in mind as well if the thought of updating your hotel listing across the entire internet is Intimidating, and we'll link
0: to some of those on the show notes.
1: Uh, this the third type of link that a hotel can build comes from reviews and mentions. So, this might be something as simple as you know, hosting somebody in your local area to your property, giving them a tour and they can write about it, or hosting a guest blogger really, just having somebody come in and check out your property and then perhaps write an article about it. We were having a little bit of conversation about this earlier about the no follow follow link and again, I think we'll get into that conversation in a little bit, but that is a way to build some links is to host people to review your hotel. The final category is links from friends and partners. So this is something that I think is often overlooked, particularly for hotels, but really just look in your local area, look at local attractions, look at local restaurants, see if you can build that relationship with them. Whether it's a partnership, whether it's some type of referral program where they get a discount at the restaurant, whatever it might be. But just, you know, get to know who's in your area and see if you can get some links from people that are right around you.
3: That really goes to Phil's point of the relationship side. Don't only build the relationships online. Go out into your actual community, build them, form partnerships to find where It's infinitely
2: easier to talk to somebody and build that relationship than it is over email, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we have a good client that uh, does a lot of charitable work, you know, and they get a lot of exposure for that, you know, from in terms of press releases that, that get posted on news outlets. The partners that they're sponsoring um, or, or giving the charitable donations to are going to link to them, and they do a lot of that work to the point where they're considering creating a 501 c 3c um, nonprofit profit because... They're doing so much of that philanthropic stuff, but that for them has been something they did out of the goodness of their heart. It just happens to have created a lot of links to their brand as well.
3: And everything we're really talking about is doing something and then earning those links as a byproduct of what you've done. Not going out and artificially trying to get links, get links, get links. Or buy links,
1: which you should never do. Yeah, yeah.
3: that is not one of the the recommendations we have here. You know, building that great content, Or if you're not going to build it yourself, having someone come in and do those reviews and mentions. But getting the content built up so that when people do link, they have something great to link to and go from there.
1: So there's a lot of tips and tricks and tools that... We've used um, that I think Phil can go into. It's certainly not an extensive list, but you know some that we thought might work for some individual hotels. We can talk about.
0: Yeah, so you wrote a whole blog on this, Phil. We, we'll link to that from the show notes. But you want to kind of give us the highlights of that article? Yeah, sure. The
2: blog was 10 ways to identify link building opportunities for hotels. And I mean, it's it's seems like simple stuff, but if you do this, it makes link building pretty easy. Uh, Google alerts are one of the biggest ones that you can do. Setting up a Google alert means. You get a ho- you say you pick out a term. So say your hotel brand name. You want a Google alert for every time your hotel brand name is mentioned. Google will alert you via email when your hotel brand name is mentioned anywhere on the internet. And if it's mentioned in a good light, maybe you reach out to that person and ask them to link that to your hotel site rather than just leave it in text form. So those type of things are good ways to build links, and you can do that for your. Non-brand mentions as well. So, like, say you give, like Misha mentioned, hotel discounts for teachers or military. We'll go ahead and add that as a Google alert: hotel discounts for teachers. And if someone ever writes about that, you will get an alert about it. You can ask for that link. Um, like we mentioned just previously, you know, your friends and partners in town partner with local businesses. Uh, it can really help to you know build links around you know your local attractions, restaurants, events. The best ones you can find are with .edu links from schools and colleges nearby. If you can work with schools and colleges, please do that and please ask them to give you a link from a .edu site, it'll help out. Um, Another way to go about this, it's a little more technical, but competitive links. Pick out a couple of your competitors. If there are sites that are linking to both of your competitors, there's likely a chance that they're going to link to you too. So go ahead and find out where where you can... uh, there's a few tools that will help you with that. Moz does it. Majestic SEO does it. Ahrefs does it. So those type of tools are out there. You'll be able to find it and, and find out who's linking to your competitors. They'll link to you also.
3: That's kind of like the canceling each other's vote out type thing. Absolutely. If you do find someone linking to your competitor get them to link to you as well? And
0: well, Sometimes you can even get them to replace it. You know, if, 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 say, they were writing an article about hotels that do a Halloween party or something like that mm-hmm. or have good Thanksgiving discounts... Um, then you can go there and say, hey, look, you, you're linking to a page that's a year old and we have new information about that same subject. How about link to us instead? So you can actually hijack links in some cases. A little nefarious, but if you're adding value to that website and to their readers, then I don't see anything wrong with it.
1: Hmm, Stuart, I have underestimated your sneakiness. <laughs> <laughs> very you really sneaky there? There. Uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. You're very aware of my sneakiness
2: yeah some another one easy way just find out if anybody you know misspelled your URL, misspelled your brand, those come through link building tools. find those, fix those. those are free links.
1: And that happens more often than you would think it really does, yeah. especially if it's has a a slash at the end of the URL or they miss the WWw. like simple stuff like that is really easy to catch and it's just a quick fix.
2: Yep, and it's usually just an email, hey, your link's broken, please update it to this and, and it gets done. So go ahead and find those, and like I said, there's SEO tools for that. Online directories, Misha mentioned. I'm not going to dig too much further into that. Um, m- social media—that's another one. Uh, people mentioning your brand via social media. Ask them for links through social media, and, and also through their website if possible. Um, and last but not least, just have a blog, create awesome content. Ha- you know, great resources, and it will compel people to link to you because it's so valuable
3: is a social media link as valuable as a link from a traditional website
2: no but it's still valuable it's still what we talked about earlier that that type of thing is exposure um that's going to get traffic to the site while it may not be the same in google's eyes it's still going to bring you the same person and a person who's going to spend the money so they're they're definitely helpful
1: so yeah. I think this is definitely not a comprehensive list by any means, and not every single tactic that we've discussed or that's in Phil's blog is going to be right for every property. But this is more just to get the ball rolling and kind of get you thinking about ways that you can use the uniqueness of your property to start building more links to it,
0: and not do it in a shady way.
1: right? No shade. So. We are not slim. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to yeah, take. Look, some I'm looking some around time. the room. I have no Hey. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the easy thing, right? People think immediately, how can I trick and game the system? I mean, our, our answer is always the same. You, you cannot long-term be successful if you're trying to game the system. Google is too smart for you, and you're going to get caught, and you're going to get...
1: That should be a game show. Are you smarter than Google? <laughs>
0: people aren't smarter than the fifth graders, so I'm pretty sure they're yeah. not really smarter than Google. But, um, you know, so some of the tactics people try to employ are just terrible ideas,
1: yeah, so people would buy links. They would just go online and go to these shady people that probably don't even live here and just be, like buy tens of thousands of links that were from fake made-up websites that were terrible. Yep. And this was a thing, and it works. You could buy millions of links, and uh, poof, you would be on the first page for whatever search query you wanted. It was a one a time to be alive. It
2: used to work surprisingly well <laughs> until, the, until Google Penguin came out and that update found the people who were doing those tactics and, and shut that down and penalize them real quick. So you do not want that penalty. It's very hard to get rid of. It's time consuming. Just don't get don't buy links. Don't buy shady links. Don't use article spinners or anything that you see is easy. If, it, if it's an easy link building tactic, it's 99% of the time it's going to be shady too. So just don't do that. Yeah.
1: And just to back up a little bit. So the Penguin update was a you know, backlash from Google because people were being shady, they were manipulating the system, so they came out with an algorithm update. They have several other algorithm updates, but this was one of them. It actually came out in April 2012, and there have been several iterations of that since then, but this was really to penalize sites that were manipulating links and using them in a shady way. And it's actually now part of the core Google algorithm so it's not going away, and it's not something that you can work the system anymore.
0: Right. Think about this. that Google created this separate algorithm that's now part of the core, but at the time was a completely independent algorithm with a separate team, and their whole job, hundreds of people at Google, their job was to catch people building spammy links. So do you really think you're going to fly under the radar? its it, I mean, there were people that were laughing because they were in the top 10 and, and they were gaming the system and they were buying links from Russia. And we were saying to our clients, don't do this. It's tempting. We see your competition. They are above you right now, but just just wait and see what happened. And what happened? In every case, people that were doing those shady tactics plummeted and still have not recovered from it because they got penalized so hard. And Google is very unforgiving once you get penalized. And that was 2012. Yep. They're
2: still under penalty. Yeah.
0: So for that two, three, six-month rush of I'm near the top, they've now been four years in purgatory. So definitely don't try to game the system when it comes to links. And paid links is is, is interesting, right? Because if you say you're a member of the local chamber, you're paying for that, you're getting a link. If there's a local um, destination portal site that you can buy advertising on, we're not saying don't do that, but don't do that as a link building tactics tactic and try to ensure that they are no following your link because you don't know what size Google has tagged as a paid advertisement. And if they have tagged that site and you get a followed link, you run the risk and they run the risk of being penalized. So do you
1: want to explain what the no follow is for our non-tech savvy listeners?
0: Uh, sure. That would probably be helpful because we've mentioned it seven times <laughs> So nofollow is an attribute. So when you link from one site to another, you use HTML tag called an ahref. So it basically says ahref and then has the URL in it. There's an attribute you can add to that, which is called a nofollow attribute. And what that does is it tells Google, how Google looks at when it indexes your code and looks at your site, it tells Google don't pass any equity through on this link. I'm not using this link as a vote. Don't count this vote. Now, Google still actually does go through that link and look at what's on the other side. And conventional wisdom is that it does have some value, even if it's a no-followed link. However, Google says, as a rule, if you're paying for that link, even indirectly, so say we talked earlier about paying for people to come to your hotel and then leave and write a review or blog about it, technically there's compensation there's some value exchange there so in google's terms and conditions which have gotten a lot stricter in recent years or recent months technically you're meant to have a no follow link from that because there's some kind of value trade in hands so in the simplest form google's example is if if you sell a product a widget and you send it to a blogger and they write a review about it and link back to you that's the example google gives for make sure that's no followed in the hotel industry, you're not selling a widget, you're selling the stay. So the same same rule applies. If someone comes and stays in your hotel for free and doesn't pay for it and then goes and writes about it and links to you, technically, that should be no follow. And that's a debate we've had internally about is that kind of a gray area? If you read Google's actual official guidelines, it's not a gray area. It's it's You should not do it. Can you skirt that? A little bit, maybe I would not recommend it.
1: And there's certainly value to hosting people for PR purposes or press purposes, whatever it might be. So we're not saying don't ever host anybody at your property. We're saying go about the entire process in a white hat manner.
2: Yeah, if you're going to go contact a, a mommy blogger about writing a how family friendly your hotel is blog because you know she has tons of followers, take that no follow link. And have all of her followers read that and still come to you. It's definitely worth it.
3: So what do you do when you go to that same mommy blogger, you have her family stay at the property, she writes an article, and she has the link to the hotel marked as a follow link, even though it should be set to no follow. What's a hotel to do? I mean, it's a gray area. I think it's not
0: up to you as an individual to decide. If, if you follow Google's rules, which I always advise that you do, you should contact her and say or him and say, one you need to disclose that you were given this in the article. You need to say this was a free vacation, mm-hmm. and two that link needs to be no follow because that's what Google says is is the correct thing to do.
1: W W G D. What would what Google, would Google do?
0: do? Yeah, I mean there's there's also like trade commissions implications mm-hmm. too. You know, it's like an it, it, it's essentially an advertisement at that point, so it comes under some other. Regulations and, and the internet and blogs in general have been kind of the wild west for a long time, but the FTC is getting pretty. They're beginning to crack down on that stuff. So I, I think um, you got to be cautious. Is, is it is it tempting to flirt with the risk? Yeah, but at the end of the day, I think the risk is too great. And if you do get caught, the penalty is really really severe.
3: You mentioned it earlier, Stuart, where you know we've had clients whose competitors rose up quickly in the rankings and having to talk them off of that ledge of doing those same, you know, black to gray hat type tactics, it it takes time, but when you do succeed, you succeed really for the long term. And those sites that have dabbled in that gray area, if they get their hand slapped, they fall, they fall fast, and Google has a long memory. It takes a long time to get out of Oh, that
0: it does and you know even <coughs> google's try to give you tools to help because they understand people make mistakes and especially businesses where whoever's in charge may change hands businesses get bought agencies change there's, there's a lot of different things can occur so they give you tools like disavow on, on within the search console right, right where you can say all right at some point someone built this bad link or we got this bad link from a unreputable site we don't want to take credit for that. We don't want to associate ourselves with that. So the disavow tool, which has been out for a few years now, is kind of useful from that regard. But to, I would say just don't get into that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, always play the long game with Google. Always look for what, what is, what is Google trying to do at the end of the day. And all they're trying to do is give their, their searchers the best, most relevant content. So it comes back to that. If you're building great content on your website that's valuable to people, people will link to you. Google will reward that and you will rank highly. And yeah. if it feels shady or deceitful, it probably is. Yeah. So yeah. don't do it. Yeah, okay. We talk about the smell test here a lot, yeah. right? If, if it doesn't pass the smell test, if it makes you feel a little oogie. If you need to ask five people whether you yeah. they think it's ethical or okay,
2: yeah. you know, it's don't not. Do it. Just yeah. don't.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I think the providing value part is really important so whether it's if you're writing content on the blog you know make it we've talked about 10x content make it better than anything else that's out there if you're just writing for the sake of writing you're really (laughs) wasting your time on so many levels or looking at you know whether it's your packages or your specials your discounts and if those are something that's unique whether it's in your market or just it's something different than nobody else has you know make sure people know about it and really get out there and try to push that
0: yeah one, one of my favorite tactics that i've seen work really well for hotels is um, sponsoring events and when you pay someone to sponsor the event the links you get directly from that event should be no followed right because that's where money's changing hands but if it's something big like say the marathon in your market then a lot of people are going to write about that like runners runners blogs and runners magazines are going to write about it the local media is going to write about it you know so if you're the title sponsor for a big event that people care about you're going to earn a lot of links beyond the, the actual event itself. So that, so think about it that way as well. You're not just when you're having a relationship and someone's linking to you, it doesn't end there. It can go beyond that if it's newsworthy or if other people, there's a niche out there that cares about it. So there, there are ways to kind of game the system without actually gaming the system. right? It, it's really more leverage than it is trying to trick anyone, which... Uh, that's a tactic that I've seen work a lot with our clients. So that's it. Anyone else have anything else to
3: say about link building? What are your final thoughts, Pete? I guess slow and steady wins the race. You know, be genuine, create great content, but do it organically, and little links will come.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it all stems from having, having what Misha mentioned as 10x content. If yours is better than everybody else, You're going to earn the link. Uh, You don't have to even ask for it most of the time. So just just build yourself the best possible content you can, and it'll it'll draw people into it.
1: My final thoughts are this is a really deep subject if you want to get deep with it so we have some really good resources in the show notes that we've linked to moz has tons of really good resources on link building we'll link to that word stream as well has a really good link building section so if this is something that you're really interested in and want to know the technicalities and the interest Trickacies of definitely look at those articles. This was a really like short and dirty like crash course on this. So we did not cover every single thing about link building. There's a lot of tools and resources out there. So definitely do a little bit more research. And we've got some great resources on our site as well if you're interested.
0: Yeah, well said. The show notes you'll be able to find on fueltravel.com/podcast and click on episode 31. And you know my final thought is really about. You know, being authentic and providing value to people because that's the way to earn links and when we're talking about building links um, it, it sounds kind of cut and dry like I go about this process but at the end of the day it's about if if you are building the right content and you're providing value to other people and multiple different types of people then they're, they're gonna link to you and they're gonna receive value from it and that is ultimately like Pete said how you're gonna win over the long term so Definitely try to avoid any of the shady stuff that's tempting and looks quick and easy because that will get you in a lot of trouble. All right, so that's link building. But before we leave this episode, we have a few uh, housekeeping items. Misha, you want to go through those?
1: We We will be speaking at the local South Carolina HSMAI meeting that stands for... Something. I can't remember.
0: It's uh, Hotel Sales and Marketing Association International. International.
1: Yes, that is it. It is a really long abbreviation. But we are hosting or speaking at the meeting in December in Myrtle Beach. More details to come as far as the actual venue and what our topic will be. But that is going to be on December 14th. So pencil that date in.
0: Yeah, so if you want to see us live in action, it's it's almost like a, a live podcast we're gonna be presenting on all kinds of trends in the hotel industry. Should be a lot of fun. So if you're in the Mel Beach area on December fourteenth, sorry, yes. then uh, come and see
3: us. It's at the Ocean Creek Resort in Mother Beach. Misha, you said there's a lot more details to come, but it's on the fourteenth. We know the problem. Yeah, I was that. trying to tease it, but
1: Stuart just
0: <laughs> Well you gotta tell people where it is, otherwise they can't show yeah. up, right? You can go to H S M A I website, I would assume it's probably listed on there. But you don't need to now because it's also on the show uh, Now Yeah, secret's
1: out. No more details. That's right. it.
0: Come see. Come see. It. So no more but, details. But hey, I do have a tease. You want to hear our tease? Is it trip? All right. So we've been tease? talking. It's not trip tease. <laughs> but it is a super secret special guest.
1: Ooh, super uh, secret. Uh,
0: it is super secret. So we have been talking on the podcast for a long time about getting... People from outside in on the podcast in talking about stuff that they know way more about than we do.
1: Only if they're cool, though.
0: Yeah, they have to be cool. So we have, and I'm not going to reveal it yet, but it's going to be early December. The episode that we record on, I want to say December 2nd, is we're going to have a super special guest. And we'll, we'll talk about that more probably in the next couple of episodes. But yeah, we have, and I would say, this is an A-lister. This isn't, this isn't just some... Like, C-list celebrity.
1: Definitely not an E-list celebrity. It's not really a celebrity,
0: but in terms of the hotel industry, this is an A. It's kind of a big deal, guys. It is a big deal. So I'm super excited. We're going to be kicking off a series, and hopefully once a month or so, we're going to have a special guest on here that's talking about some subject related to hotel marketing. But yeah, the first one's going to be December 2nd. So you have to listen next week to find out who that is. You said the
1: beginning of the month, and then you said December 2nd. So you gave away that date, too.
0: Well, I can tell people when it is, but they don't know who it is. Okay. So they have to listen to next week's episode to find out who it is. How about that? Is it's that a, a tease? It's a clue. It is a clue. Are you a, gonna clue sing blue? a clue, clue. You're going to sing Blue's <laughs> Clues. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is it for today's episode. Again, you can get the show notes from fueltravel.com slash podcast. Click on episode 31. And you can come find us on the interwebs at Fuel Travel. And then
3: where can they find you, Pete? Well, they can find me on Twitter at P Dimeo, P D I M A I O. Philip. Can find me on Twitter at P Fariska,
2: P F O R I S K A. Misha.
1: You can find me at Marketing Misha, that's at Marketing M E I S H A.
0: And you can find me at Stuart Butler, S T U A R T B U T L E R. Not, and I'm not, some right-wing activist guy called Stuart M. Butler because I keep getting tweeted at uh, stuff he said. (laughs) Apparently, there's this other English guy that has the same name as me that lives in America, works for the Heritage Foundation, and writes all kind of political nonsense.
1: Yeah.
0: And people keep saying that I wrote it. And I'm like, I didn't write this. I will get people that
1: follow my personal account, which I'm not going to say because people follow me there. But unless you want to hear me rant about clemson football and cats i don't recommend following me on that other account
0: yeah i definitely don't want to follow that (laughs) 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 all right (laughs) so until next time you have been listening to the fuel hotel marketing podcast
3: hey look at you you tall glass of water why don't you come on over here and have a drink with me see